This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners and cutting away the error and the, the uh, things that are, are false in our, in our lives today. And you're bringing these studies on uh, beginning on the home, and folks are uh, asking me to, to think about those things. You know, in all of my days, I cannot remember a radio preacher, television preacher, one preacher, mentioning how that we ought to, ought, to, ought to live our lives and how that we ought to raise our families, uh, except under this ministry. Pastor Shelton used to do this quite often. And uh, what little uh, knowledge I had, I came up in a non-religious home. I, I just knew that we had to obey. My dad made us obey, my brother and my sisters. And uh, my, my mother was a homebody, and she stayed at home, and she basically obeyed my father. He was the head of the house. It wasn't a religious thing. It wasn't spiritual. It was just the fact that back those days, 80 years ago, uh, it was normal for the wife to be in submission to her husband. And uh, it's just it's gotten away from that now, and we're, we're suffering uh, the immorality in our homes, the lack of morality. Because Satan is the old deceiver and the old uh, usurper has uh, usurped authority and, and turned our folks loose to not believe the Bible. We've gotten away from the Bible. Folks don't believe the Bible any longer. Our folks don't go to church. They don't hear the gospel. I saw a statistics where in England only like 2% of the people go to church. I, I don't know what it would be here in America, but based on how many people we got in this country, I don't think it's very many people even go to church. And then how many hear the gospel, how many hear the truth when they do go? So I, we, we are just facing those terrible times, perilous times that the Apostle Paul spoke of. He said men shall be lovers of their own selves, and that's what we have. I know I see television preachers once in a while, or I go to some church where they have a, a, a high-rolling preacher somewhere, and my friend, they're, they're, out of, they're out of touch with reality. They don't, they don't speak. And I get letters from many of you folks telling me, Trailblazer, we don't hear the old-time, old pre- old-fashioned preachers no more. All we hear is high society and, and uh, those things. And, and now we, we've been speaking about the, the, uh, uh, the authority of the pastor being usurped by women, and now, on the scene now, we have homosexual pastors and preachers and bishops and heads of churches. And my friend, what can they teach? They don't know the truth. They don't know the Lord. They're not saved. You know, you, uh, an individual uh, uh, admitted homosexual head of a church, he's not saved. He doesn't know the Lord. He doesn't know what you know, anything about being a sinner and having sin been cleansed and pardoned from sin. He doesn't know. And that's just a, a social gospel, my friend. I know it's popular. I'm not a fool. I, I, you know, I told someone the other day I was born at night, but not last night. I recognize what, what's going on in our world, and I do, and there's nothing I can do about it except ask the Lord. And, and then I, I'm concerned about your home and your family, and that's why I'm bringing you to these studies. My children are all gone now and grown. I got great-grandchildren coming up, and I, I attempt to, to be true to their souls and to you. And if I can... If, if I can keep one individual in my congregation or in my radio audience from getting uh, off, going off astray, going off on a, uh, uh, those things, it would be worth all I put into it. 
But my friend, I think the greatest need of our country today is to get back to the old paths, the old truths of God's word. And I read and study of, of the old Puritan preachers and those back there in those days, how that the how that the homes were organized and how that they there was obedience unto the parents and those things. I read those things, and that's what the Lord had ordained for us. But let's go back. We're looking at man, the head of the home, and and I don't know if you care for these type of messages or not, but would you listen? Would you just listen and pray for me that the Lord would give me wisdom and guidance? Listen, we were looking there at the man ahead of the home, and we saw in that verse in 2 Timothy 2.11, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. You see, this truth comes whole through the whole Bible, that in the restored home, man is the head. God has placed man as the head of the home. And I'll grant you, at many cases, we do have sorry heads. I've, I've dealt with men who were, I call them wimps. They, they jump when their wife says frog. I know those homes. I've seen those things. It's about the sorest case that I've ever seen is a man. Now, I, I believe in the man being kind and gentle and honest and long-suffering and loving his wife. I believe in that. That's what it ought to be. Man is not a tyrant to crack the whip and his wife obey and all of those things. No, I've seen every instance in my life. But my friend, today, today we've, we've had what we call a dumb downing of America. We have these uh, uh, sitcoms on the TV that where the shows a man as being subservient to the woman and our children come up seeing those things and our, our girls think they're supposed to be the head of the home. But listen, listen. Now, let's look to what Paul says about the woman's place. That they may teach the young to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Did you read that? To be obedient to their own husband. Now, I want to call your attention, obedient. Obedient to their own husband, which brings out the thought that the husband is the head of the home. Now, in 1 Peter 3, we find, likewise, ye wives. Now, you listen. You, you wife, you a wife, you the mother of the home, be in subjection to your own husband, that if any obey not the word, they may also be without the word won by the conversation of the wives. In speaking of the husband's salvation, uh, that the wife may lead an exemplary life in front of him. Oh, my friend, you can't, you can't, the wife of the home, the mother of the home, being a Christian lady, you can't cram nothing down your husband's throat. You can't make him do this and make him do that. No, it says that they may be won by the conversation of the godly wives. Oh, my friend, did you know, I find that kindness gets you more than anything else. Listen, at First Peter Three five, we read like this: For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Now we we touched on this: uh, the women adorning themselves. We're going to get to that in, in another study how that we ought to dress, how that our women ought to dress, how that our women, our girls ought to dress, that our young men ought to dress. We're going to look. But listen, 
We've given you these verses of Scripture now showing you that man is the head of the house. Now, I want to throw back the responsibility on you, man. You sitting up there listening? Would you wake up and listen? What a responsibility. Oh, my friend, I hear folks uh, at, at weddings, after, after we perform a wedding, someone will come up to the, to, the, to the groom or to the husband and say, well, my friend, now you've got a new boss. And you'll have to walk a chalk line. Well, that's not right, my friend. Why would you want to say something like that? Just like I told you in a message the other day, I had a friend of mine, and I've heard it many times, but I said something to this man. And he said, uh, oh, he had to go on home. His old lady would be looking for him. And I just stopped him. I said, wait a minute, friend. This is a man that I've known for years. I said, wait a minute. Your wife is not your old lady. Don't, Don't call your wife an old lady. Your old lady, that's a mother of your children. It don't matter to me if she's a, a rough and tumble and whatever. I, I don't care. She's your wife, not your old lady. I just can't stand that. Or for a woman to call her husband her old man. Oh, I got to go home. My old man's waiting for me out there in the car. No, no, no. That's disrespectful above anything that I could ever think of, my friend. But listen, listen. What a perverted attitude. What a wrong concept the average individual has of home and the place of the husband in the home. The average individual today has no concept of what the Bible teaches about the responsibility and the place of the husband as the head of the home. We just lost that. We have no concept of it, that man is the head of the home. The Lord God of heaven placed the man in that responsible position. And God is holding man responsible for every action of his home, whether good or evil. Now, I told my congregation here a few times a few weeks ago, your children go to hell, you're responsible for it. Your girl goes to hell, you're responsible for it. Dad, mother, you're responsible your son goes, goes off a whoring out to the world and has a illegitimate children, you respond. Did you know you're going to have to answer for that, my friend? Well, I did all I could do when he got out from under my No, but if you'd have brought him up in the, in, the, in the way the Lord wants you, if you'd have drilled into his head what God's Word said, if you would have took him where there was sound preaching and the gospel was given out, those truths would have gone home to his heart. I'm telling you, we're living in a day now, and I've got not going to get off onto it today. But we have these, we have these broken homes with these deadbeat dads. Our authorities don't know what to do with the children coming up today, 13, 14, 15 years old. Now we're invading homes, robbing homes. My friend, I see the paper, I watch the news, I do those things, and I see what's happening on. And our juvenile institutions are bursting at the seams because they don't know what to do with them. And then, and then to cap it all off, very often I read in the paper where some juvenile uh, worker, guard, or authority uh, having uh, in, uh, sex with, with one of those, some of those girl inmates, 13, 14. That's the other side of it, my friend. Listen, listen, I know I'm painting a dark picture. I know this sounds terrible, but this is what we face reality. We're facing reality, my friend. This is your children I'm speaking about. Mom, Dad, this is your little ones I'm speaking about. When they come up into this world, you start when they're little. I told a young person the other day, got a 13, 14-year-old girl that she cannot do anything with. I said, you don't wait till they get 13 or 14 years old. No, sir. You start when they're big enough to listen, when they're big enough to understand, know what no means. 
when they understand what a little keen limb on those legs means. Oh, you won't whip my child. Well, my friend, I tell you this. I tell you this. Pastor Shelton told us this story one time. He said one of his girls was giving him trouble about something, and he brought her in the house and got a keen limb, was giving her good little thrashing on her legs. And his wife comes sailing in the house and, and you know, I got to whip my darling daughter. You know? And he just turned the daughter loose and took her by the hand, give her a little switching and told her to go back where she was. Well, that's what we need to do, my friend. You say, well, you cruel, old trailblazer. You crazy. Well, may, let me be crazy. But I tell you one thing. I tell you one thing. I know that I made lots of mistakes in bringing up my family. But I tell you one thing. I have three grown children, married and all, got families of their own. And out of those three, Two girls and a boy. I never had to worry about where they were at night. I never sat up at night worrying about where they were. I never heard one of them say a four-letter word. I never saw one of them with a cigarette in their mouth. I never saw one of them with a bottle of beer in their hand. I never did. How, how did you do that, Pastor? You start when they're little, teaching them right from wrong. You're teaching them what the Lord says, and it says to obey. It says to obey. Obey your parents. Obey. And uh, I know, I know it's, it takes grace. I know that. I'm not trying to make it look easy, but it's not easy. But, my friend, do you ever pray for your children? You ever hear, they ever hear you pray? The old trailblazer is running out of time already. My time gets by so quickly. But I'll be back tomorrow with another study from God's Word, looking at our homes and our fathers and our mothers and their responsibility. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810. Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Help me with the broadcast a little if you can. Goodbye.